Hello and welcome to the Film Expo South podcast. I'm Adam Powney and I'm also joined by Peter Truckle, a director for film and VFX Hub Bournemouth. Hello, Peter. Hello, Adam. How, how, are, you? how are you this evening? Very good, thank you. Very good indeed. Good, good. So we're just going to jump straight into this. So you're a director in both film and VFX Bournemouth, but what does your role entail at VFX Bournemouth? Well, uh, at Bournemouth, I, um, I run a thing called the VFX Hub, which does outreach work uh, for the university. Uh, it involves working with DreamWorks, ILM, Pixar, Double Negative, MPC, all the big studios, and we get them to uh, work with our students. They come and deliver lectures. They, they do master classes. We bring them in for our festival, which is called BFX, uh, which is held in Bournemouth at the BIC every year. And uh, that's just finished. We just wrapped that up two weeks ago. And how did this come about, working with Pixar? How did, how did you get all these contacts? Well, you know, I mean, I've been in the industry for longer than I'd care to remember. Um, <laughs> So I, I graduated in 1979. I, I did animation and film production in London in 1979. I then went on to work at a company called Filmfex, uh, which was a very good company. Long time ago, this was, remember? This was all film visual effects back then. Yeah. And it wasn't even called visual effects. It was called special effects. So um, I, I worked on things like Blade Runner and Aliens and things like that and wow. did a lot of TV title work and stuff. Then I moved to a company called Moving Picture Company, MPC, which is now the biggest visual effects studio on the planet. They, you know, When I left there, there were 100 people working there. That was in 1988. There are now about 4,500 all over the world. They have studios everywhere. The, the, the whole world of visual effects has changed hugely, especially in the last 15 to 20 years. It, it, it's gone massive. But because I grew up in that industry, um, I have lots of friends, you know, who, who now work all over the place. You know, whenever we, we need to make contact with, with a, a Pixar or a Disney or an industrial light magic, there is always someone we can reach out to. Amazing. And like you've just highlighted, it's an, a fastly increasing um, part of the film industry. But what's your thoughts on this? Is it going to keep increasing or is it just going to level head itself? <laughs> it's a great question. It, it, you know, that's really the crux of where we are at the moment. I think, I think, I think it's, it's going to continue for a while to expand. I mean, we at Bournemouth, we, we turn out 400 graduates a year. Um, you know, there are scores of other universities and film schools around the world turning out similar amounts. And these people keep getting jobs regularly. All our graduates are, are employed within about three months Amazing. of leaving. You know, that's the worst case. Most walk straight into jobs. I personally think that it will change slightly, maybe over the next two, three, four years. I, I think the the way of working will change. I think a lot more people will become outworkers. I don't think you'll necessarily have the same massive studio power because things are going to cloud-based, you know, even licenses, virtual office space, all of that. So I think more people will be able to work differently also, you know, the delivery methods of content are going to change hugely. You know, VR, AR and MR, which is mixed reality, 
they are going to really transform, um, you know, film experience. They're going to just change the way we view and interact with digital content. Is it hard for new filmmakers to incorporate visual effects within their films? Because there's a lot of short films being made and it's just pure camera work. Is it hard to include visual effects? It isn't, and I, and I, and I think that's a good point. I, I think most, you know, young filmmakers who, who've had a conventional film school education aren't really taught about visual effects. And yet, when you go up a notch, so say you have a film like Les Miserables, yeah. you know, it's a musical. There are no visual effects in it. Yeah, there are. You know, half of it was shot in Portsmouth, but it still looks like 19th or 18th century Paris. And that's because they came in, they, they did something called LIDAR, which is a like a laser scanning of, of the dock area around Portsmouth. And they took all those that digital information and they used it and then they digitally overlaid old scenes of Paris. You know, they digitally reconstructed. But, but that's a film which isn't a visual effects film. It isn't Iron Man or The Avengers. And yet it's so super heavy with effects, but they're all invisible. And I think that, you know, it, it, it is a big thing that a lot of young filmmakers would, wouldn't anticipate needing visual effects. But honestly, you needn't be afraid of it. And as long as you talk to the right people in advance, you, you know, you don't have to pay, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds. You, you, you can do various good things for a good budget, you know, you, you can really produce stunning stuff and it doesn't need to be glossy CGI dragons or whatever. It can still, you know, it, for me, the best stuff is the stuff that seamlessly helps tell the story. It has to be narrative driven. And there is something in that that filmmakers, when they want to use visual effects, they just load it all on and try and make it look snazzy. But like you say, it, it, it's about helping fuel the storyline. It needs to be seamlessly integrated. Yeah. You know, so many people will have a, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes of live action stuff, then cut to something done by a, a visual effects studio. It's, you know, it's, it doesn't become part of, of the overarching narrative. It, it's just yeah. cutaways and, it, it, you know, it isn't great. It isn't great. And you're going to be joining us at Film Expo South. Is that correct? I certainly am. I'm looking forward to it. And you're going to be on the animation panel? Animation visual effects. Yes. I think, I think, yeah, I think I'll yeah. be attending that one from this school. Cool. I'm getting excited myself. <laughs> no, well, there, there is so much good stuff out there now, you know. It really has come of age. And, you know, everyone is producing amazing stuff. And, you know, it doesn't just happen in the cinema. If you look at Netflix and Amazon Prime, the stuff those guys are putting out now is just amazing. Stranger Things was fantastic. Oh, I loved Stranger uh, Things. It was amazing. Just, just the 80s wonderful. look that it brought. It was brilliant. You know, that was an homage to, to Spielberg, but done with, with a 2010, 2016 sort of sensibility. They use great, great digital effects. And I know you'll be spilling your knowledge on the panel at Film Expo South, but just for now, what advice could you give anyone looking to break into visual effects? Well, it's a difficult one. I mean, we at Bournemouth, in the NCCA, the National Centre for Computer Animation, which is where I'm based, we look for, for students to come in who have a good understanding of maths, of art, 
and of some sort of computer science because everything now is, is an integrated thing. And I think if you want to really get get ahead, it's that STEM, STEAM agenda, you know. So you need the science, technology, engineering, maths, plus art. Um, and I think you need... I mean, I, what I always tell people is just watch as many films as you want because it's not about people, you know, finesse animation, but they don't necessarily see it as filmmaking, and it absolutely is. Amazing. Thank you for that. So you can hear more at Film Expo South in February. For more information, head over to www.filmexposouth.co.uk. Thank you so much for joining me, Peter. Pleasure, Adam. And we'll speak to you at Film Expo South. Amazing. So this has been Film Expo South podcast. I've been Adam Powney, and thank you for joining us. Thank you.